1: This is episode number 75 of Excuse Me, That's Illegal, the podcast that takes a hardcore look at some softcore crimes. I'm your boy Leroy, coming at you straight out of the closet with some stories involving dog shit. Yeah, baby. I know I've done a few stories with feces before, at least four of them, and they're my favorites. I love them. I kind of reserve these type episodes for my December 30th shows now. Because it's a beautiful thing to end the year wiping our asses of all the petty criminals we've covered. Flushing the toilet on all those crimes so we can start the new year nice and fresh. A clean slate, so to speak. But I'm throwing this one in here because it's a summer. And to me, that's prime time for dog shit. That's when I notice it most. It's in the air. And on the ground. I don't want to waste your valuable time, so grab some stool. Sorry, grab a stool. Pop a squat. Sit on the stoop and I'll give you the scoop on some crimes with dog poop. Oh, and shout out to my Uncle Bob. I just found out he passed away recently, my mom's brother. I hadn't seen him since I was six. They kind of had a falling out there in the late 80s. Anyways, you don't need to know the hot gossip. As we know, shit happens, right? He wasn't perfect, but back when I was four, five, six, I do have some fond memories of going to his house in Toronto to visit, and he was a character. Always drinking beers, and he'd fart and burp a lot. A very gassy guy. I don't ever remember him wearing a shirt. He was always topless. And he'd barbecue these delicious burgers, too. We called them poopy burgers. (laughs) Kids in their potty humor. Guess I never grew out of that stage, and neither did he. So I'm going to dedicate this one to my Uncle Bob, as I'm sure he'd enjoy this. Okay, let's get a couple poop jokes in and move on with the show, shall we? Uh, this might be the lamest joke I've ever told, and that's saying something, so just a warning. Okay, so I got this new dog the other day, and this dog does not poop, like never, so I named him Vegas, because what happens in Vegas, stays in Vegas. <laughs> uh, see if I can do a slightly better one here. This is like a horrible stand-up routine. Alright, the other day I went to a public restroom, right, and I took a poo. Not sure whose it was, but it's mine now. All right, everybody, hop in the minivan and let's cruise these suburban streets as I serenade you with a couple tales of low-level true crime. Don't worry, my friends. We're going to get into some deep doo-doo, but I promise to also get you out of it. Episode number seventy five Dog shit Shenanigans I pick up my boys from school every afternoon. The school is about an eight minute walk away. It's quite close. We pretty much just have to walk along a pathway through a wooded area, then through a big field, and that's it. It's an enjoyable walk. As we pass through this wooded area though, there is a tree about twenty feet from the pathway. The funny thing about this tree is there's a tiny plastic bag hanging from one of its branches and that bag contains some dog shit. I'm not sure if someone flung this bag and it wrapped around the tree branch, or if they actually tied it to the branch. Either way, it's been there for the past two years, and my kids and I have a good laugh about it. I'm kind of torn with this situation. Part of me wants to march over there and tear it down because it's kind of nasty. But another part of me enjoys it, and is curious to see how long that little plastic bag can hold on. Our first story takes us to New Zealand. Specifically, Alexandra, which is a town in the South Island of New Zealand. It's in the Central Otago district. Alexandra.co.nz has this description of their town, which sounds quite lovely. Quote, Oi, it's known as the hottest, driest, and coldest town in New Zealand. And it's because of those extremes that Alexandra in Central Otago is a popular destination for natural and international visitors. Whether it be during the heat of the summer or the cold, crisp winter days, Alexandra has four distinct seasons and is a unique place to visit any time of the year. Visitors can enjoy the many eateries, wineries, parks, artist studios, and the golf courses Alexandra has to offer. End quote. Beautiful and with a population of just 5,510 people as of June 2020. I'm not sure of this town's crime rate, but it's got to be low. Not really important, though, as this story doesn't involve a hardened criminal, just a lazy asshole. Well, their dog doesn't have a lazy asshole. Quite the opposite. In fact, it's been working overtime. But we'll get to that in a minute. Let's visit St. Gerard's, which is a primary school located on Station Street. It's a wholesome-looking building filled with bright young students, malleable young minds. And with only three Google reviews, one commenter said, quote, This school is run by nuns, so it sort of has a cool horror movie vibe, End quote. Okay. So it is 2019, and in August of that year, the Otago Daily Times ran a story about a dog dumping problem. Small towns, eh? It doesn't take much to get something printed in the paper. A lot of slow news days, that's for sure. Maybe I'm being too hard on the Otago Daily Times. This is actually a legit story. See, they've been finding little plastic bags of dog poo on the school grounds practically every day for the past year. Just a bag or two, but it's become quite the nuisance. This is similar to that story about the old couple who was getting McDonald's coffee cups thrown on their front yard every morning, which went on for three years, I believe. The man was finally caught with the assistance of a security camera and a few watchful eyes. The school sets up something similar here. The town's dog control officers, that's Brian and Patricia, well, they teamed up with Central Otago District Council Regulatory Services Manager Lee Webster. Wow, that's a title. And they tried to think of ways to catch the duty dumper. So they set up a security camera in the dumpers preferred, um, dumping grounds and had a couple of these dog control officers cruise the area once or twice a day to try and catch this fool in the act. Two bags were found on the first day of this mission. Unfortunately, this was missed by the camera and officers, so that was kind of disheartening. But after that, nothing. It appears their hard work had paid off in scaring away the lazy litter bug. If this person was caught, they were likely to receive a $300 fine and forced to take lessons on how to be a responsible dog owner. Plus the humiliation of the whole town knowing what a giant bag of turd they were. So problem solved, right? Well, that's what the school thought, but nope. About four months later, they would find out they were wrong. Sometimes when you fix one problem, you create another. Early December of that year, some students from St. Gerard's were out picking up some rubbish, doing their part to keep the town clean. This was near their school on the Otago Central Rail Trail, which is a long 150-kilometer hiking, biking, slash horse riding trail. Under a tree along this route, the students discovered quite the treasure. A mountain of dog doo-doo, all in the same signature small plastic bags, identical to the ones that they used to find on the school property. We're talking 45 bags in total. Ridiculous. This dumper didn't learn their lesson. They never stopped. They just switched up their M.O. and found a new spot off the radar. There's a bunch of seven and eight-year-olds who were out there that day. A youngster named Quinn made the discovery under a conifer tree. Quinn picked up all 45 of the bags with the assistance of his pals, Freddy, George, and Arne. As you can imagine, the kids were not impressed. Freddy said, "'You need to recycle. Otherwise, it's going to kill the trees.'" While Arne added, if you put poo in the bag, put it in the bin. Very wise words. Their teacher, Mrs. Erland, said they were happy that the doggy dumping problem at the school had been resolved, but with this latest discovery, she was quite disappointed. Quote, it's so sad, really, and it's not responsible dog ownership. End quote. Young George had a harsh message for the party responsible for the poops. Don't litter. It was kind of cute. There was a picture of the four boys to go along with the news article. They were each holding up a bag of dog dung with disgusted looks on their faces. Something they can laugh at years from now, no doubt. Central Otago District Council Regulatory Services Manager Lee Webster chimed in, "'Oy, it's not hard to pick up after your dog and take the bag of poop home with you to dispose of. This behavior is irresponsible and plain lazy.'" He also added that he was thinking of setting up another camera in this area. No word on if that ever happened. And that's where this news coverage ends, just like the Mad Pooper case. The trail went cold on this hot and steamy mess, and whoever this douchebag is still roams the streets and has yet to pay for their dirty deeds. There were a couple of commenters on this story from the Otago Daily Times. Tracy goes, Ew, some dog owners are disgusting. While Sandra had a more thoughtful, intelligent comment. A truly conflicted person. Energetic enough to walk the pooch. Responsible enough to pick up the shit. But too lazy to carry it to a bin to dispose of it. To be honest, it would make more sense to install a rubbish bin rather than a camera. End quote. She brings up some great points. This person is a dog owner out getting fresh air with their canine. So that's a positive thing. It's a matter of how far their scumbaggery goes. Are they like, hey, there's no garbage cans and I don't want to walk around carrying a bag of shit? Or is it more sinister? Do they get off on the community's anger? And environmentally speaking, it would be better if they just let the dog shit and just didn't pick it up at all. Just left it there for someone to step in. Cut out the middleman. I have a confession to make. I don't have a dog anymore, but I had a system that I'm not exactly proud of. Or maybe I was. I'd bring a plastic bag when we'd take our dog out for a walk, and after she'd take a dump, I'd bend down and pretend to pick it up. I'd be a few inches away from the actual feces. We'll call it a phantom scoop. So I'd go through the motions of pretending I was a good person to avoid confrontation if someone saw my dog shit on their front lawn. It started off innocently enough when my dog shit on a neighbor's lawn who I wasn't very fond of. I pretended to pick it up and thought it was hilarious. But then I just kept on doing it. It's a slippery slope, I guess. All right, let's move on to our next story, which takes place in Shippensburg, Pennsylvania. Shippensburg is another small town with a population of about 5,500 people. According to Niche.com, Shippensburg is a great place to raise a family in. It is a safe environment that rarely sees crime. That being said, if you're looking for a town with a rich nightlife, this isn't the one for you. Most nights, the streets are deserted by 10 p.m., end quote. Yes, that is the case for a lot of small towns, and that can create problems. Because boredom sets in, especially when you're a teenager, and then you are forced to create your own entertainment. And it's not usually the responsible kind. And that's exactly what happened with an 18-year-old fella named Dylan Prince. This creamy-skinned, pale redhead with the dead eyes and lively man bun found himself in deep doo-doo. I'm looking at his mugshot, and it's beautiful. I had a mullet in the early 90s, but never a man bun. They look fun. I feel like I'm missing out. Anyways, we've all heard of the flaming bag of dog poop prank, right? Well, in case you haven't, or to refresh your memory, Urban Dictionary has you covered with this definition. The flaming bag of dog poop is one of the most masterful strategies ever laid out in prank warfare. The prank works as follows. You shit in a basic brown bag, the kind you may have eaten lunch out of as a kid. Then put the bag on the porch of your arch nemesis. Finally, light the top of the bag on fire, ring the doorbell, and run, bitch, run! To a preset hiding hiding-slash-viewing location. If all went as planned, the victim will see the flaming bag and be all like, Ah, fire! Followed by a quick stomping of the bag. With all factors included, the person is about to have some very shitty shoes. Booyah! Otherwise known as the flaming bag of dog shit, the flaming shit bag, or the bag of molten shit. End quote. Couldn't have described it any better myself. While I never did this one with my buddies, I'd be lying if I said we never thought about it. Especially when I was 13 and saw it performed to perfection by Adam Sandler and Norm Macdonald, R.I.P., in Billy Madison. An old man came out in his robe and stomped out the shitty mess with his slippers. And hilarity ensued. Dylan probably had the same idea in mind on a cold December night. It was Christmas Eve, actually, 2018. Strange night to try this prank out, especially by yourself. But hey, why not? Dylan approaches the home of what I believe was a stranger. There were no reports of a vendetta between Dylan and the homeowners, but unfortunately, I don't know that juicy bit of gossip. It could be the home of a grumpy old man who once yelled at Dylan for walking across his lawn. Dylan likely thought the homeowner would come out and get shit all over their shoes after they stomped out the fire, just like he'd seen on TV. But, as he'll soon find out, this is real life, and a lot of the time, things don't go according to plan. Instead of rushing out to stomp the fire with their slippers, the residents called 911 and firefighters were quickly on the scene to put out what was described as a porch fire on West King Street. Well, that's not what dumbfounded Dylan was expecting at all to happen. He was quickly identified as the culprit and taken into police custody immediately. Damn. And like I said, this happened on Christmas Eve. Dylan's bail was set at a whopping $20,000 which he couldn't pay. So this fresh-faced 18-year-old was forced to spend Christmas in Cumberland County Prison. A harsh lesson to learn. Dylan was charged with felony arson, reckless endangerment, dangerous burning, and risking a catastrophe. And also four counts of recklessly endangering another person. I guess there were four people in the home at the time. That is crazy. Dylan seems like a bit of a dweeb but honestly, this could have happened to so many dopey teenagers. It was intended to be a harmless enough prank, but damn, he's looking at some serious trouble. In June of 2019, Dylan pled guilty to reckless endangerment and dangerous burning. The judge sentenced him to one day to 23 months in prison. Thankfully for the young man, he was paroled immediately. The one day, Christmas Day that he spent in jail already, was considered to be punishment enough, and they let him out. He had to pay a $300 fine, though, which I'm sure he did happily, because that sure beats spending more time in Cumberland County Prison. Man, that is some wild stuff. Uh, let's do one more, and this is another prank-gone-wrong type scenario. This one is actually a little more serious. You'll see. This was back in February of 2010 in Greeley, Colorado. Greeley is a bigger city than these other two we covered with more than 100,000 residents. The University of Northern Colorado is also there. So, university, college students. You know, what those type of guys can be like. Annoying as hell on the best of days. And we have this guy, Wayne Pickens, who has lived in Greeley for a long time. A fine, upstanding citizen. And he owns a small business in the area. He is 57 years old at this time. Unfortunately, he has some neighbors that go to the university. And this is late Saturday night technically Sunday morning, and these guys are party and hearty. Wayne lets them go at it for a while. I mean, he was a young buck once. He knows how it is. But it's now well after midnight, so he decides enough is enough and calls police with a noise complaint. Officers show up and tell the boys to keep it down. Fair enough. After the cops leave, though, the boys don't seem to want to let this go. They know who called the police. Old man Pickens next door. So they plot some silly revenge. At 4.30 a.m., Wayne hears a ring at his doorbell. He walks downstairs, opens the door, and to his surprise, there's a flaming newspaper on his front porch. And he quickly puts that out. Apparently it was a copy of the Denver Post. Shout out. Coincidentally, the Denver Post was the paper reporting on this crime. Quite the coinkydink. Wayne thought these guys might be back. His adrenaline's flowing, and he can't get back to sleep anyway, so he hides in his yard lying in wait in case these fools show up again. And sure enough, he sees a couple of these young men in their front yard with a flashlight picking up dog poop at 4.30 a.m. That seems odd. So he keeps watching, and one of the men, 18-year-old Andrew Charles Donahue, approaches his home with a bag of poop and a pack of matches. Busted. Wayne, who may have been a football player back in his younger days, comes barreling out of the bushes and lays a solid tackle, Bobby Boucher style, on the young student. Wayne's wife, at this point, is already on the phone with the cops, and she had also taken some pictures of the men for evidence. It was a real team effort. As you can imagine, things got pretty intense as Wayne held on to Andrew until units arrived. Yeah, that must have been an awkward three or four minutes as Andrew's friends threatened Wayne to let him go buddy he held on tight and andrew was charged with attempted first degree arson reckless endangerment criminal mischief and possession of alcohol by a minor ouch although i gotta say i have less sympathy for andrew than i did for the red-headed christmas eve prankster in the other story a Greeley pd spokesman commented he was intoxicated absolutely it's dangerous it's a foolish prank and puts citizens at risk he later added this is unusual If it was in retaliation for calling in a noise complaint, we don't have a lot of those. We have a good working relationship with University of Northern Colorado, and they take a dim view of these kind of stunts. I think we'll end this one with a quote from the legend himself, 57-year-old small business owner Wayne Pickens, who is mad as hell and not going to take it anymore. This guy's an inspiration. And here's why he says he did what he did. Quote... I just wanted to be able to sleep through the night. Hey, it may empower other people who hear what I did. And we are back. That's a wrap on episode number 75, Dog Shit Shenanigans. Hopefully you didn't find this one too crappy. I definitely enjoyed it. As always, I want to thank Steffi for voicing the disclaimer, the operator for providing that sweet, sweet theme music, and my boo for editing this episode. You know what time it is. Listener confession time, baby. So let's get criminal, criminal. I want to get criminal, dead. Da, 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 ooo, this one I've had for a while. I got lost and was sent in by Missy H about a year and a half ago when I first started doing these listener confessions. Hopefully she's still a listener. Here goes. I managed a Toys R Us for many years. There was a guy that came in a lot, several days and nights a week. We knew he was an action figure collector, but he didn't seem to buy much. I noticed his hands were oddly wrapped with gauze and tape one afternoon and thought he was acting more odd than usual. So my assistant and I followed him closer than usual. He was all over the store, then back to the action figures, then over to the baby stuff, and back to the action figures. He played this game for over an hour, and then he started to the front of the store to leave. I stayed with him and sent my assistant to check the other aisles he'd been in. My assistant comes up to me carrying several action figure packages cut open with a very fine sharp blade and covered in blood. Ah, the bandage is on his hands. I actually watched him tuck a figure in his pocket while the assistant was off looking. So I stop him in the parking lot and call him back into the store. Told him I've called the police and he started bargaining with me. If I give it back, can I go? My kid's waiting at school for me. I replied, no, this isn't your first time. He's pleading with me to just let him go. He still hasn't given up the items at this point. Finally, the police arrive and took over as we spoke. A few minutes later, the main officer comes up to me and says, this guy's been stealing from all over town and getting away with it. Have you looked in his car? I said I hadn't, and he had me walk over with him to the vehicle, which was a gold HHR. The entire dashboard and steering wheel are covered with all sizes of action figures, glued to them. You couldn't even see the dash color. There were so many figures. And his back seat was full of trash bags. I asked if those were full of trash or toys, and the officer said they were full of prescription bottles and none of them were in his name. They arrested him, towed the car, and laughed about the decor all over the inside of the car. I told him about his hands and explained that the new action figure packaging was super sharp. And they said he has several X-Acto knives on him, hidden in pockets of his jacket and in his boots. I let them know he needed to pick up his son, and they said he'd contact the mother. He was banned from the store, and we went on with our day. We had to do a big cleanup due to all of his blood on the packages and the floor. I have several more crazy off-the-wall stories. If you want to hear them, just let me know. Missy. Dang, thanks for sharing, Missy. And yes, I think I will be hitting you up for more stories in the future. And that dude has issues. My kids were into Pokemon cards for a while there, and they can get expensive. I remember the lady at the store telling me they had big problems with people stealing those, which kind of made sense because that's people trying to make a profit on something popular. This guy didn't seem to be doing that. He's just gluing them all over his car, (laughs) which I'm sure depreciates the value. And also stealing people's medication what a maniac. Kleptomaniac that is. Hopefully he made up that part about having kids and having to pick them up. Imagine that. Wonder what they thought about daddy and his strange hobbies. Excuse me, that's illegal at gmail.com is the email. Hit me up with your softcore confessions. I'd love to hear them. Okay, Patreon shoutouts. It's been a while, so can I please have your attention as I induct the next members into the elite group known as the Neighborhood Watch. Penny, Bridget H, Christina L, Deb W, Dark Topic. Hey, that's my bro. Jamie H, Tabitha A, Nova, Azure, Liana L, and just Jeff. You are now sworn in members of the Neighborhood Watch. Let's sound those air horns to make it official. Thank you so much, my friends, for going above and beyond and showing me some support. I appreciate it so much. I mentioned on the anniversary special, but some of you may have skipped that. I have about 120 patrons. Actually, more like 115 once the bill comes in at the end of the month, after a few credit cards get declined and all that. Anyways, a couple things. I'm going to have even more content coming your way over there. Should be starting hopefully this month, if not in September. I'll keep you posted. It's going to be great. Something I'm cooking up with my bro Jack Luna. And I'm really looking forward to it. Also, a listener named Lucy was asking if I'll ever start putting out episodes more frequently on the main feed. Because she just can't get enough Leroy in her life. I explained that I just don't have time for that right now with work and my kids and stuff. It's just not doable. But I did make her a deal. Once I hit over 200 people on Patreon, I will turn this show into a weekly thing. 200 patrons is my target, because that would put me in a position where I could go part-time at my job, which would free up some extra time for me to hang out with my kids more, get some well-needed extra rest, and most importantly, put in more work on the podcast. So if you'd like a new episode of the show in your feed every Monday morning, then I just need about 85 more of you beautiful people to join the neighborhood watch for the price of a Big Mac a month, and we can make that happen. That's patreon.com slash, excuse me, that's illegal to join up. There's also a link in the show notes. It's quite easy. Uh, That would be awesome, as I really do enjoy doing this show, but the ball is in your court, my friends. No pressure. Okay, that's all I got for you for now, legalites, but come join me in another 10 days, and I'll be more than happy to serve you up another hearty helping of softcore scumbaggery. Peace.